You're going to know the voice, ladies and gentlemen. This is an individual, well, this was home to him uh, for quite a while, and then he went on uh, after leaving uh, the Mighty 790 KFGO, the home base of the News and Views radio network, went on to make it big, uh, went on to the Twin Cities, to WCCO, and uh, became just a, a stable there, somebody that people could count on for, for years, and then you make friends, uh, especially if you have the personality that isn't, well, quite it isn't cocky. It's just an average guy who's willing to sit on and talk to anybody. And that's who Dave Lee is. Uh, Dave became friends with Bud Grant, who we lost over the weekend. I just called Dave. I said, I'd love to get a chance to visit with you. Uh, Dave, good to have you uh, back on News and Views. You know, Joel, good to hear the land of the ice and snow by Led Zeppelin. I thought about growing up in Hatton and driving through those blizzards with uh, Pa, who was a rural mail carrier. And on days when it would storm, my brothers and I, one of us, would get selected to uh, open the door or head, or head out the passenger window to see where the edge of the road was so he didn't go in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> you, sh- you shoveled once or twice in your life, Dave, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. and then I shoveled it for about 50 years on the air after that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Dave, living in the Twin Cities, all the different personalities uh, that you got to meet that we all know, uh, not the least of which was was Bud Grant. When you were growing up in Hatton and you came to work with, with us here, were, were you a Vikings fan, Dave? Okay. Yeah, tried and true, have been forever. I mean, you know, there are days, Joel, as you know, you wish you weren't, but you can't help it. It's in the blood. So, yeah, I and so I got to know Bud uh, uh, pretty well uh, through the years. And, of course, uh, first off, I think that was because of Sid Hartman. Sid and him were best friends, and Sid and I were very close. And so eventually we'd have uh, lunch together, we'd have dinner together, and and it was really a great relationship with a guy who became, uh, you know, kind of a, he was a father figure to me, quite honestly. Uh, in fact, when I was talking about retiring, oh, I wasn't even talking about it. I was thinking about it. I, this is really weird. And I know it's going to sound goofy, but this is how Bud was in observing people. So he, we're at, I don't know, we're at whatever we're at. And he pulls, comes over and we were sitting and talking. He says, hey, I need to talk to you in private for a minute. <laughs> I said, okay. And uh, we sit down. He says, what are you going to do? I said, what do you mean, what am I going to do? He says, you know, you, you're thinking about retiring, aren't you? I said, who told you that? <laughs> he said, "He said you are thinking about retiring. I said, but I haven't said that to anybody. He says, no, I know you are. And he says, I'm going to tell you something right now. You don't retire from something. You retire to something. So you get all these grand ideas out of your head about how you're going to find something greener on the other side, and you better be ready to do something else. Because you can't retire from something, just sit around and do nothing. And then, and he went on for, I don't know how many minutes, Joel, but it, it had to be a 20-minute lecture. And I felt like I was sitting with my dad, and I really appreciated it. I mean, that, that's the kind of guy Bud was. He just observed life, and he just noticed things that I don't know if other people would notice. Or he just, you know, maybe that's from his hunting days and his fishing days, sitting out in nature up there in Gordon, Wisconsin, where he had his lake place. But I tell you what, he was observant. And uh, we just, I mean, we became that close that he would, be, he would, and I'm shaking my head. I come home and tell my wife, says, I haven't even mentioned this to you, but I better now because Bud Grant knows. <laughs> he, he was on you. He, he was on yeah. to So what, you know, everybody had this image of Bud Grant, you know, stoic, uh, disciplined, uh, you know, an individual that handled pressure incredibly well. What was it about Bud Grant that, that you know, that people misperceived that that people didn't realize about him very smart i mean really a smart man 
and I, you know, just kind of referencing back, he observed things. So um, we, you know, the many times we had dinner or lunch, I knew that if I opened my mouth, whatever I said, he was going to listen to. So I better not BS, be BSing, be embellishing, not know what I'm talking about. So, he, and he was just, he was just observant and he treated everybody the same. I, 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 you know, he was a big star, obviously, especially here in Minnesota, but in the Hall of Fame. I went out when he went in the Hall of Fame, went out for his induction in Canton, Ohio. And I think we had a bet at that time. Uh, Sid Hartman did his introduction. And uh, so we had a bet going with Sid. I said, I bet you break down and cry because I'd never seen Sid do that. And he said, I, uh, he said, I might. I hope not. And but I said, Bud won't. And what happened? Sid kept a straight face all the time and Bud broke down. Yeah. So uh, he, know, that's that was the first time I saw emotions out of the guy. But he uh, he was so observant of life. And I think, Joel, the thing you like about him is he treated everybody the same. He didn't like it when you kissed up to him. Hey, Bud, you were a great coach, and I loved that 69 team, blah, blah, blah. And he'd go, okay, thanks. And then he'd, he wouldn't be disrespectful, but it was like he wanted to talk about other things. Yeah. I, you know, you, I wonder how many views there have been of him going into the hall and him talking about, about his dad and uh, over the weekend and, and the – what you just described. I know I've watched it about three, four times. Did he ever talk about how he didn't win the Super Bowl? Uh, did he just let that be? Uh, you know, that's a great question. Uh, he never brought it up, never talked about it. Uh, I didn't ever bring it up because it was, you know, was, if I thought it was painful for me as a fan, I figured he want to hear about it. Yeah. But he dealt with things like that, like, you know, when, when you have defeats, which you're all going to have in life, and you're going to have things that not don't go your way, you better learn how to handle it, and with grace and under pressure. And because when the pressure is applied, man, you want to be able to react. And and he was that kind of guy. He he never, I never heard him talk about it. I never heard him uh, spend any amount of time on it. Oh, you know, they got this call here, got this call there. The one story that he told was very funny, though. Back to the Super Bowl days when he and he said that. Uh, I think it was Gil Brandt who was running the Cowboys back in the day when the Vikings kept winning. And Gil wanted to come up and visit Bud and see what he did. Well, I think Bud told me he had three coaches and himself. And Gil Brandt, after they talked for a while about his philosophy, he wanted to see the weight room. And he said, what weight room? He said, we don't have a weight room. (laughs) So that was Bud. You know, he just, he did things this way and people followed him. But another interesting thing about him is and I don't mean to name drop here, but because of him, and as you mentioned, just because of where I was, you end up meeting a lot of people. But I became friends uh, with the Bobby Knight through Sid again. So every time Bobby would come to town, gosh, back in the 90s, beginning of the 90s, we'd, we'd have either dinner or we'd have lunch or somehow we'd get together. So it was usually Sid, Bobby, me, and most often Bud would be there, or maybe um, – uh, Randy Whitman, when he was in town, he joined us. Paul Molitor would join us on so on. So it was a, anyway. So uh, every t- you know, Bobby held court. When Bobby talked, you just same thing. You listened. You didn't want to say the wrong thing. You just you know, and he had a lot to say. He was a, a really sharp guy with that short fuse, as we all know. But when Bud spoke at lunch, if Bud put his hand up like I've got something to say, Bobby shut up immediately. Really, and he he just showed the greatest respect to Bud. Whatever Bud said, whatever Bud did, he just, I, I'm not going to say the word worshiped Bud, but he held him in high esteem as much as you could. 
and uh, and that just kind of showed you the respect Bud had from people around the country, including Bobby, who was kind of one of those icons himself. And uh, it was, you know, and there I sat like a little kid, just for the most part. I spoke when was when I was spoken to, but it was uh, what an education! What a sitting in a library reading the classics, basically. Well, I'm not sucking up to say this because I believe it, but Dave Lee, radio legend out of the Twin Cities, and of course he was part of the News and Views radio network here on the Mighty 790 KFGO. Dave, did he ever did he ever talk about his old players, all those different personalities? Did he ever did he ever have a story or two about them? Yeah, he did. He had, you know, he he had he didn't spend much time, but he had great reverence for the guys that played for him. I, I think. I don't. I don't know who the player he was closest to. I mean, I don't think Bud would ever say I have a favorite player. But I will tell you that Jim Marshall meant an awful lot to Bud because uh, you know uh, he always showed up and he was always there. And I, I he had you know he had a, you know respect for a lot of people and, and obviously. But there was something about Jim Marshall that Bud just uh, loved. He just was, he was one of his guys, you know, he's a warrior, right? But you yeah. never miss games. Right. I, mean, I, he was I have phenomenal. to share, I have to share something that Ron Rauschenberger, uh, former chief of staff to two North Dakota governors and uh, from Kenmere, uh, hunted with Bud, got to be friends with Bud. He, he told, um, he told Ron, uh, and he, he only went to Jim Marshall's wedding, uh, but he gave every one of his players the same thing for their wedding gifts, which was two lawn chairs. <laughs> I, I don't, if you didn't know that, I'm sure it doesn't surprise you, Dave. I did not know that, but it doesn't surprise me because it was inexpensive. And you know what? I mean, Bud didn't spend a lot of money, but I will say this. <laughs> he, was, he, he, we drove up to Fargo one time for the, the North Dakota Ag Show to speak. It was Sid, Bud, and me. And, you know, I wasn't really going to be a speaker that they were smart enough to call me and knowing that I could probably get both those guys out there. <laughs> I knew my place. So I'm going to, I'm going to drive up and those guys are going to fly. And then uh, Sid comes to me one day and says, ah, Lee, I'm going to, I'll ride with you. And of course I'm going, no, you're not. Uh, you, you fly. I'm going to ride with you. I said, seriously, Sid, don't ride with me. And I didn't want him to ride with me. You know, I knew him well enough to four hours in the car with him was, it was going to be a tough sledding. And then Bud called, Dave, I understand you're driving. I said, I am. I'm riding with you. Okay. <laughs> so we hop in the car, and, and then um, Sid was in the front seat, and Bud said, Sid, I'll sit there. You get in the back. And he did. And Sid was, he also, anything Bud said, Sid was, you know, he was really, him Bud, Bud were so tight. Yeah. But uh, but I, on the drive up, then Bud would talk. Sid would tell a story, and Bud would turn to me and say, when he's done talking, I'll tell you the truth. But he would tell me that. <laughs> He would. Uh, he talked about his pet squirrel he had in his glove box, and Sid opened the glove box one time, and the squirrel went nuts in the car. And then he 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 put some kind of I, I don't know it might have been a dead animal. I can't remember the Sid's trunk. And of course, it took a long time to figure out exactly why his car didn't smell fresh. And, uh, there were you know these kind of stories about kind of pranking each other. But then we talked about his Laker days when he played you know NBA championship team uh, for the Minneapolis Lakers. Boy, that was a star-studded team. Yeah. And then he, we talked about his days in Winnipeg and how he missed that flight, that flight that crashed. And he was supposed to be on the flight, but for some reason they moved ahead. And he and the Bob McNamara, who played here with the Gophers, got on an earlier flight, the one that they're supposed to be on never made it. Yeah, uh, He'd talk about that kind of stuff. And then he would, as we're driving up um, 
that it must have been on the way back, or the, I can't remember what time of day it was, but we see the, the, the sun setting on the way back, right? And we're driving back from Fargo and, and wherever we are, near Fergus Falls or whatever, and he looks out to the west and he says, can you believe people that, have, that go to Hawaii to get up early to see the sunrise or, or want to see the sunset in Hawaii or in Mexico or somewhere, Key West? He said, the sunrises and sunsets here in North Dakota, Minnesota are the best in the world. Why would anyone go to Hawaii to see that? <laughs> <laughs> so th- that was our conversation. It was yeah. anything but football for the most part. I and, love uh, it. Dave, yeah. Dave, give me just a couple more minutes, okay? Just I know you probably got – you're in retirement now, so you don't need to golf right away or you don't need to walk the dog or something. <laughs> Dave, Dave. We're getting a chance to visit with Dave Lee, good friend to Bud Grant and Sid Hartman, and of course, longtime uh, morning host with WCCO. Uh, Dave, couple quick things I wanted to ask you about Bud Grant, the passing of Bud over the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. That 1985 team that they convinced Bud to come out of retirement and coach. How hard did they have to talk to him to get him to come out of retirement? I don't think too bad because he had, you know, I, I wasn't there, so I can't get the insight, but he had a, he had a love for the Vikings. And I think he, you know, he just thought, well, we're going to resurrect this thing from where it is. And, but I, I, I can't give you all the details on that from the insight, except that was Bud's, you know, it was his pride and joy. And so I don't think that bothered him. Things yeah. weren't going as well as they probably should be, but, but you know, but Joel, you went and sat in his office and BS with him for a while. Yeah. What a guy. I mean, what, a, you know, first off, I'm just amazed at how accessible he was. A, a perfect example, Dave, if you go to my house, I've got this garage with too many hams and Schmidt beer signs in it and all of that. Uh, but, but there's an old Schmidt cooler, you know, one of those red top silver ones that you and I grew up around and, uh, and it came from Bud's garage sale and uh, Heidi's got a, and Darwin have got a, a middle bucket uh, that were signed by Bud. Uh, that's that's up in that that's gonna be up in that garage. I'm getting the shelf built for it uh, by my brother-in-law. And so I mean, that's just a little piece of of who he was, you know. And uh, t- to me, that just describes the man. That you go to the garage sale, he signs onto your cooler. Hey, Joel, da da da, Bud Grant. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and a minnow bucket and a cooler. I can't think of two things more dear to Bud <laughs> than those things right there. Yeah, he, he, he loved them. He, he um. He, his son, Mike, who, you know, is still a football coach at Eden Prairie, and I became friends. And uh, so every year when Mike had his team in the prep ball, which I still, you know, do on uh, Channel 45 here in the Twin Cities. And so it seemed like they were in there, you know, for about seven, eight, nine, ten years in a row winning. And, and um, I would call Bud before the games. And I'd say, give me, because he went to every game. I'd say, give me your scouting report. What should I know about this team? And he said, what do you know so far? And, and you know, who's doing the game with you? Are they, are they prepped on the game? Do they know what they're talking about? <laughs> I mean, you know, he'd give me information, but he wanted to make sure that everybody was, was smart enough to broadcast the game and know something about the team. By the way, and, got a, um, a, a message from uh, a good friend of yours and mine. Roger Moe wanted me to tell you hi. He's listening to you on the radio right now. So, uh, Dave, what uh, when you look at the Minnesota Vikings and, and the way NFL is played today and what they are, what was his take on that? You know, he was so old school. You know, you stand in line for the anthem. You don't – I mean, he didn't gauge you by exactly what your weight was, but I've got a minute left. I mean, what, what did he compare today's NFL to in comparison to his time? 
I think one of the things that I took away from Bud, and I think a lot of people did, is once he saw something he didn't like, you kind of had to listen between the lines because he did not badmouth anybody. He did not. He did not go negative. He just stated the way he thought things were, but without ever demeaning someone. Uh, what a great life lesson that was. And so he would never, I mean, you know, he liked things the way they were. Less coaches, a little less equipment there. on the, on the. But he was, um, he didn't say that's terrible, that's bad. He would just say, here's what we did and it worked. Yeah. And he was always good. And, and, and when we had more time, Joel, I got a great Roger Moe story for oh, you. Oh, believe me. We're going to do that, uh, Dave, you have yep. been so generous with your time here to the News and Views Network. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Joel. I appreciate that. You be- Dave Lee, ladies and gentlemen, and going to talk about the legislature when we come back.